Hello, loyal listeners. I am here with you, with Jeff Roy, um, and obviously I'm Jason Cass, in case this is your first time listening. Uh, this is an episode of Agency Intelligence. Uh, we usually have an episode coming out every Tuesday and every Friday. Um, you'll notice that this is coming out at just an odd time because this is an unprecedented, odd time in our uh, society, in our world as a human beings. Uh, don't really want to go into all the things that we're dealing with. You've probably seen the title of this. Uh, maybe it may change here or there by as I take my notes. But, you know, one thing that's important and I thought was fitting is that some of the information that I get shared in the mastermind and maybe you've had shared out there, uh, it's overwhelming sometimes. And sometimes you can kind of pass it off. But there's certain people in your life that you look up to, that you follow, that when they say, hey, pay attention to this, you do. Jeff Roy is one of those people for me. Now, it seems like it's I ironic that we're going through this as a, as a world together and he would be in another country. Um, it's only fitting of how he tries to share with Americans and how the things that there's really a lot of what I call tangible love that's happening in the world. Um, it's, it's love being able to be seen with Uber drivers driving across town for free to deliver lunches to people on the front lines and seeing normal citizens inside of towns, you know, ripping bed sheets apart and sewing it up to make masks and trying to figure out ways that they can reuse trash bags as, as covers because it's just, um, to protect themselves, the the just the things that are being seen. Neighbors are talking to neighbors. The elderly are finally getting the respect that they deserve, and I think that there's a lot of beautiful, tangible love. But outside of that, as a business owner, no one's really talking to you, loyal listeners. To you, listeners, first time maybe in Canada, around the world, no one's talking to you, and that's what I when Jeff shared this information with our mastermind group, and I believe the Neon group, I read it and I immediately hit him back and said, Jeff, this is this is really good stuff, and so I wanted to bring Jeff on um, for I guess you could call this a special edition of Agency Intelligence, but this is an important time where we need to be serious. We need to think about leading because that's what leaders do. They lead and helping our people cope with COVID-19 is this is our time to shine. This is where time will expose you. That's a very famous saying. In this time of crisis, we will find out who the leaders are. Jeff, welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast, brother. Hey, Jason. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And I hope that your family's safe and healthy and uh, all your clients and everybody in your area is good right now. Yes, you, you too as well. And uh, we'll talk about what you, you know, the last couple of weeks of your life has been why you were out of the country um, in Mexico, some crazy stuff. Like Jeff, I love what you said to me the other day. You said, Jason, the world I left when I left to go to Mexico and then I came back into was two completely different worlds. And that's that way for me living in it. I can only imagine the situation of you being in Mexico and then coming back. Tell me about that. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy, Jason. Like we we decided we had booked this holiday for a while. We completely watched every single news source, information of whether we should go or not go. And uh, when we left on March 12th, uh, Mexico was a zone one. Everything was good. There was no travel advisory there. I think Canada had about 150 cases in total, 59 in Ontario. Uh, you know, our area had no cases. So we had left figuring we can get our, our holiday in and get back before anything escalates. And prior to that, our, our management team did have a meeting to kind of go over and get a plan in place before we left because we nobody knows how quickly this will accelerate. And uh, I think one of the watchouts is everybody thinks, hey, our, our country 
country's different, it's not going to hit us. And I think everybody got that false sense that uh, everybody's going to be different. And it turns out really nobody's any different. So uh, we got to Mexico and then each day it escalated and got worse and worse to the point on uh, the 16th of March uh, where our prime minister went on and did a national address to the nation and told everybody to get home. And uh, which was quite alarming because being in a foreign country, your prime minister's asking you to, to get home any means possible and then trying to secure a flight uh, on a Monday to get home as quickly as possible and everybody else is trying to get home and not get gouged is very challenging. So we were able to cut our trip short. We did get home on Saturday, which is good. And uh, basically, you know, during that period of time, the border between Canada and the U.S. was closed uh, just to non-essential services. Uh, you know, a lot of cases, a lot of paranoia, uh, a lot of people getting concerned, like just in the area. And, uh, you know, we've, you know, one, there's just, you know, the self-quarantining. We didn't, when we left, there wasn't a mandatory 14-day self-quarantine. And then during our trip, that became... Uh, a requirement which both Una and I are 100% honoring. We want to make sure social distancing and we're following the best practices. So we've been sequestered in our house since Saturday. Uh, you know, I think we're starting day four of work from home and, and being uh, basically quarantined. So, so just basically a real roller coaster. And all during that time, I'm out of the country. I'm working on my business, concerned about my people, reading documents, talking to people, working business plans. Uh, you know, and the, it just it, it wasn't the holiday we planned, but uh, our, our team and our community and our clients come first and we have to do the best you can do as a leader. So uh, we continually worked our plans, which you can talk about later, but uh, really mm -hmm. the, I think the turning point in Canada was the prime minister's wife got diagnosed and he went into self quarantine. I think that was about the same day we left. And that's kind of when everything seemed to get real in Canada to a whole different level and uh, a whole bunch of precautions and uh, social distancing and business shutting down took place. So just a crazy time. I, I, I've never well, seen any time. I wasn't alive during the Spanish flu in 1918. I think that was kind of the last time we had any kind of widespread of anything remotely close to this SARS back in the uh, 2000s wasn't nearly as significant as this. So there's just really no other frame of reference for a business owner right now. No, there's just not. And that's why I think that this podcast is essential um, to a lot of business owners out there. You and I have talked about this and we're going to discuss uh, some things that this works for insurance agents, but this actually came from Bain and Company, and it was their COVID-19 actions to take now. This is uh, from March 20. Uh, this is a very within the last year or month or I think last. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to look. I don't think it specifically says it's for March. It's it's March. Yeah, March. Just, we, uh, I literally so, got this from our tech uh, or Vistage group in Canada. I'm in a group of CEOs and it's been a great support and they sent this document through and that's why I shared it with you. And so the, the reason I like this, though, is this is going to be really good, loyal listeners, is because there's the Goldman Sachs minutes out there. There's a lot of different corporations that have produced their thoughts on it. And they have like their predictions, right? Like of, of this is probably going to happen. This might be likely to happen. Expect this. Expect a downturn here. But what I liked about this, Jeff, was the Bain & Company was saying, hey, let's look at this from an overall and as a business, like what can you do? What should you do? Maybe for some size businesses, some of this is not doable. Maybe for a lot of businesses, these are common threads that we all need to do. And, and I, that's why I really kind of liked it. And they actually even broke it down into what we call the CEO's checklist. Now, so everybody knows we have, we're going to just stay focused on, on two different things. We have, we have the Bain and Company report, but then we also have Excalibur, 
um, that wrote their own. Jeff took his own as he was talking about when he was on vacation and stuff. And, and he had also had a little bit of one before they left brought this thing together and has been meeting with his team to kind of execute his quote unquote CEO checklist of things that need to be done. Um, and so Jeff, is that the best way to frame that? Yeah, I think it's just, a, I would say as Bain puts it, it's basically you have a war room and you're working your continuity plan and you're executing it. And, you know, you can have a plan in place, but until you actually have to pull it out, dust it off and use it, that's the real stress test. And I don't think anybody thought this type of scenario would happen, uh, seeing businesses forced to close, people being forced to isolate. Nobody projected this would happen in our area. And, uh, you know, a lot of plans, you know, this, you have to adapt to them. So, you know, I, I've kind of came right. up with my own plan. You've got your own plan, Jason. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure the best place to start. Like, you know, I think one of the yeah. best places with any plan is the safety of your staff. You know, that's our, that was our number one priority. We have to make sure our team and staff is safe. And if our team and staff are safe, the people that are mean everything to us, nothing else matters. And we can't deliver the great outstanding service under different conditions to our, to, uh, to there, our clients. I think that's the foundation I found. What did you think? I agree, Jeff. And I think that there is no exception to this rule. And to any loyal listener who's out there and their office is still open, I feel this falls in line with you. And I just have to say this because at no point are we taking sides here. This is just what we're doing because it's our job as humans, whether it's blown out of proportion or not. Step one in the CEO checklist is protect your employees and customers. Implement the best known guidelines available for both employees and customers. Over-invest, it says. Literally, it says that word in there. Over-invest. Meaning you should be shutting your businesses. You should not be doing, you should be doing everything you can to not accept cash. A lot of insurance companies I've seen have come out with ways of saying, hey, if you don't want to accept the cash, have them call us. We have ways to get that cash or to work um, that process so you don't have to accept it. There's numerous ways. There's no reason why someone should should be coming into your office, in my opinion. There's too many digital reasons. And I understand that maybe you're a non-standard shop and you have a lot of payments that come in. The CEO checklist says, number one, you should protect your employees. And so I feel in this time of need, that's not a maybe. That has to be checked step one. That's yeah. my thoughts on that, Jeff. 100%. And uh, what we have did is we shut the doors last Monday, so well before uh, we needed to. Uh, but, you know, as soon as we deemed the threat had risen to a level where our, our people were exposed, and again, everything kind of happened the Monday when the prime minister addressed the nation, that's when it became really real and apparent to everybody. So at that point in that day, we did shut the office to the, uh, the public. Our staff were in, but we made sure everybody was social distancing, you know, at hand wipes, sanitizers. Uh, basically, we're trying to follow best practices at that point uh, because at that, you know, and, and also looking at that point to our phase two where everybody could work from home. Um, you know, we can, we can get into that later, but we kind of broke it into kind of three phases. Phase one, we shut the doors to the public. Phase two, uh, we get the staff working from home and we have a skeleton staff in the offices. And phase three, where everybody is working from home 100%. And, uh, you know, we can talk about the differences between Canada and the U.S. in regards mm -hmm. to, we will. to that, like, you know, so we can touch on that. So No, and I, and I like that. And that, that I think that just seems silly when we got all these emails from these CEOs and they were like, our four 
foremost, um, utmost important is to protect our employees. And sometimes that just becomes like you just hear it all the time, right? And it's how we are as humans. We just kind of, we discount it because everybody's saying the same thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were following the CEO checklist. You are a CEO. Even if you don't own your agency, you're the CEO and your clients are looking forward to you. This is valuable information. And also keep in mind on the show notes, um, there won't be any show notes because this is going to be immediately edited and released, um, but you will have a link there to this uh, Bain company. And then if um, if if uh, Jeff wants to release any of his stuff, we'll put it there as well. So you'll be able to see this. I thought this was interesting, the next part, which is something we don't think about, but so simplistic. And I'm going to go back to the Bain thing here. Um, Jeff, you did break it down into three or four sections as opposed to the Bain. They broke it down into seven sections. So I think that's a lot, uh, very thick. Uh, but I think this this goes through and through, no matter the size of your agency on number two, according to them, is model your exposure, stress test your P&L and liquidity. Very, very key there, because what they're saying is you should outline scenarios by the, that could happen in the market and translate that into revenue decline based on what your P&L says now. So looking at your P&L or looking at your book of business and looking and designing and saying, hey, I have a bunch of non-standard clients that pay $30 a month and you know they, they don't pay a lot. It's just that, that type of business. You may be more susceptible to having a bunch of back charges rather than somebody else who may have a more preferred book of business. You may be having more calls though on the more preferred book of business than you will on some other things. So it depends on where your stress is going to come on that PL. And then they also said, Jeff, which I thought was which I thought was crazy, is it says build extreme downside scenarios that have potential to be a hundred year event. Now, once again, this is CEO talk. But what a scenario can you predict to say, what if this happened? and this is my book of business, what would that look like in six months and a year? And how would I adapt my P&L to that? Jeff, any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, and we're currently, and just before I jump into that question, I just want to point out on the terms of the make sure the staff's safe. Uh, the second extension is your customer safety and communication with your clients. Uh, you know, we stopped doing client visits. Uh, we basically do everything by phone, remote, uh, which saves our staff, but also protects our business clients. Uh, God forbid we send a staff member with uh, COVID-19 into their off organization and start an infection. That would be a horror story, and no business owner would ever want to have that happen, and everybody's trying to avoid that. So customer safety and communication with your clients, uh, letting them know that you're yes. closed, putting a wet, you know, emails to them. We sent out 9,000 emails twice, uh, once explaining, you know, f that business interruption uh, is not going to protect people from the virus. It's not designed to protect that. Uh, and also explaining what the virus is and updating them. Then we let everybody know we have shut the doors to the public, but told them how they could do business with their office. So really important to communication. Plan. Yes. I just want to point that as a yes. step one. I didn't want to jump over that but no. that's something that's really critical to make sure that you do and i know all of the great agencies and brokers out there have been doing a great job that i follow on social media i've been following them a lot so so back to the PL stress test we're going through that right now and uh, nobody knows but one stat that just came out in canada they figure uh one third of all small businesses will shut their doors after 30 days if this continues oh. on now Whoa. there's a big debate and i'm not going to get political Ooh. here because there's a, a debate going on i read <laughs> 
in the in the U.S. about whether it's the economy versus people's lives, and I'm not going to comment or get into that. Uh, you know, it's, it's quite an issue, and uh, I know my perspective yep. on it. But uh, you know, I've, there's people that have a different perspective, which is quite uh, blows me away. But you know, I, I have to respect people's line of thinking, I guess. But it is very concerning that people, you know, if it comes down to the economy versus people's lives, that's actually a decision. But that seems to be an issue right now. So, uh, but basically, if that very happens, true, dude. If very that, true. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get into that. We want to focus on um, people's businesses and try and keep this very positive in nature. And uh, you know, if you look at your, if you know, imagine if a third of your small business or your bot policies are gone, what would that look like? You have chargebacks. Uh, you know, if you've got, you know, you get your goal for your yes. revenue for the year, and all of a sudden in two months, you have 20% of your book of business, figure out the revenue for part, you know, in-term cancellations. Do you have the cash flow to handle that as an agency? And uh, do you have money set away? And do you need to start looking at credit to get that, to make sure that short up, if that event happens, that's what agencies need to look after. And, you know, some people go, you know, if you look at back to the Bain plan, they talked about level one where you just miss your plan. So let's say your new business is off, people aren't shopping, or, you know, there's just very little activity and that's quite possible. You're going to see a big reduction reduction in the new business. And then you've also got business cancel canceled coming off. So you can start seeing a decline in your book of business. That would be level one missing your plan. You know, a severe downturn. Let's say people are shut down for two or three months. You know, China, I don't know if it was 40 days, 45 yeah. days where they mm -hmm. locked everybody down. So, you know, you saw, you can see the number of businesses adversely affected by the, the shutdown, like the retail, the realtor, the sports teams, the travel, the airlines, the cruise ships, the casino casinos, you know, yep. the hotel industry, uh, the, you know, gas and petroleum, you know, manufacturing, uh, automotive, like there's so many industries that are affected. And if there's a, a substantial downturn and people don't have revenue or the revenue's down 30 or 40%, insurance is one of those bills that may not get paid. And uh, mm -hmm. in Canada, to let you know, most of our insurance companies have stepped up and have been very positive and said, hey, we're going to let people away with 30 days of a missed payment. And we're going to look at reducing or minimizing some of the NSF payments or policy fees with that. And then the next month we'll break it over the remaining term. So companies are working with them. Like the banks say they're working with mortgage owners. Uh, I will point out the banks have a lot more of an asset and something they can go after afterwards to be able to do that versus an insurance company where it's a contract True. for 12 months and it's earned and you have no asset to go after. So different Very industries, important. but we, we got people discussing that. So, so those are things you have to look at is how's it going to affect you? And then, you know, you have different industries. Are those business clients going to go bankrupt? Uh, are they going to be severe downturns? You know, you have renewals coming up next year where, you know, your liabilities receipts are based on what your receipts are. And if the receipts are down 35, 40%, the renewals will be down that much. So you also have this affecting your renewals next year uh, when people start sending in revenue estimates and stuff like that. So this has a longer term effect. And at this point, if depending on which report you look at, is this going to be a, a 15 to 30 day? Is it going to be 60 days? Is it going to be 90 days? And uh, you have different um, investment firm saying, yeah, this was like 2008 where it's going to go down. It's going to take three or four years to get back. Or it's like 2001, 9-11 where it went down, but it came up fairly quickly. We don't know at this point. And there's a lot of uncertainty and uh, you know, it depends what the economy does because insurance is a reflection of the economy. 
yes, we do have renewals. Correct. People are renewing it. We don't, we're, for, we're fortunate that we're not like manufacturers that if we don't actually go in the plant and make something, we have nothing to sell. We have a renewal that renews, which does insulate us a little bit and people are required to have insurance, but doesn't mean everybody has the money to pay for it. So these are all scenarios as, mm -hmm. a, as a CEO or business owner you have to look at. And then if you're, you're you know, you look at different scenarios, if your revenue is affected 15 or 20%, can you absorb that? And if you can't, you have to start looking at what can you cut? How do you become liquid? What areas do you reduce your advertising a bit? You know, do you have to lay some staff off? Do you have to do work sharing? There's a lot of different levers you can pull. And again, we're, we're hopeful that we can weather the storm for an extended period of time with our planning. And we want to make sure our staff are employed and looked after the best we can do. But these are all scenarios you have to look at. And more importantly, your business clients are having the same conversation. So as yeah. a broker, if you can share a document like this and help work through the plan with your clients, it's not about insurance, it's about survival. That's a huge value added service that a lot of brokers yep. aren't doing, right? So I look at this document as something that my clients need some help. We're providing resources. We can start looking at things for them. Yeah. And you're so right. See, I don't think it's uh, it's not 2008 because the banks have cash, right? It's yeah. 2008 and it's 2001. And the fact of the way it hurts our consumer, you're so right about this. This is a double wave thing for especially commercial insurance agents, because we have that, as you said, now we have the downturn, the client gets back to paying, but also keep in mind, a lot of these accounts sometimes are earned commission. So as the customer pays, so do we get paid. So if you have a book that's really large in that, uh, then that could adversely affect you. But as you said, in 12 months, when the person's payroll was a million dollars, but now it's only $500,000 and you're now getting back charged on that, that's happening 12 months from now. Um, and, and, and not just 12 months once, that's happening with every renewal coming in for 12 months after the first renewal. So I think you could see some, you are very right about that. And that's where, that's where um, sometimes I didn't understand this when I was younger as a business person. And I think this is a good time to have this conversation, Jeff, happens to be with the difference between a P&L and a balance sheet. Because those who have not built a balance sheet and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect or Jeff's perfect, loyal listeners. We're just talking out there in general. The agents and business owners that have built a balance sheet with assets rather than a good P&L with strong profit, in the times that are down right now, they're the ones who are able to leverage those assets to get cash to be able to float themselves through this would have liquidity also able to jump into things like the stock market which is like on an all-time everything is 60 to 70 percent off on on wall street right now i think sometimes that those who come through this business one of the things we need to look at for the next crisis is I need to build a PL that's profitable, but I need to build a balance sheet that's going to create assets so that in the time of need, I'm able to, to, um, to, to use those assets to carry me forward, but also to take advantages of situations where others can't. Does that, am I right about that, Jeff? Is there anything we can elaborate no, on I th that? I think you hit the nail right in the head is that there's always going to be a rainy day at some point. And, uh, you know, th the future is not a linear extension of the past. So everything doesn't go up forever and uh, things will go down. And then basically it's how you handle yourself and what you do when things get difficult, when everybody's watching, that makes all the difference. So those are great strategies about getting some assets, having some money and stuff put away to do that. You know, some people, are, they make a dollar, they spend a dollar 10 and that's 
part of the problem with the world. There's a lot of people, the it credit is. limits have never been higher. And uh, we actually watched a demonstration from one of our vendors that said 50% of people that own a car are two to $300 away or one paycheck away from bouncing checks. That was their prediction. So if that's the case and we have an unemployment rate, you know, we had 500,000 people in Canada file for unemployment in a week uh, in, five, in which we had 27,000 people, I think last month at this or last year at this time on unemployment. Now there's 500,000 a year later, and that's just quickly in one one to two weeks. So you start doing the math; it's it's very uncertain. So you just need to, as an owner, you need to look at these things uh, mm -hmm. I, I, again. And you and again, I think one of the best things that Bain said is uh, it's a different time, and uh, you have to prepare for the worst and be thankful if it doesn't eventuate. You know, you have to have a wait and see mm -hmm. approach. You got to stay fluid because information is changing daily, even by the minute. And uh, you have to be looking at stuff. And that's why you need to have a, you know, I call it a war team or a team of your management team and your and your also your staff keeping up to speed on what's happening and continue looking at scenarios that could happen and make sure that you look at things. I call it upriver because you want to be decide and have things in place before you you're ready to go over the falls and you have a decision to go down the right fork of the river, right? And you need to be right. looking at these things as a CEO and you know your staff looks at you to be forward looking as a leader. You have to look ahead and do the best job of seeing what can happen and the best way to deal with it. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. COV-19 is unlike any previous crisis. Traditional crisis response approaches will not be sufficient. That's number one of their thing. And I think that that's something we all need to think about um, with our own governments, local, state, and federal, um, or in Canada, however your, your government system is, is understanding that our leaders are in times that they've never been in. There's no way that they could have predicted that we would need, just to be simplistic, this many masks, right? No, I mean, yeah, we, we can have as much stockpile as we need if there's a ma major disaster in one or two or three states or four or five states. But when it takes over 50 states and continents and countries across the world, it you can't plan for that. And so we sometimes have to think the $2, two billion stimulus bill uh, last night, uh, Jeff, was just passed in America. They passed it at like one o'clock in the morning. They're signing it today. Okay. I've already reached out to my CPA. They've got like two big webinars that they have to sit on today to, to, to really learn it. And there's some really, really good things that are, that are coming out in it. Um, Mitt Romney actually did a report for um, for his uh, for the state of Utah, and whenever they were doing the report, he gave some uh, some specifics to it that uh, once again could have been changed a little bit. But they're giving up to two and a half times payroll um, in loans that are forgivable if at the time alone. Um, versus a certain period of time if you don't lay anybody off. So if you can keep, if you have five employees right now and you take out the loan and in a year, just making that up, loyal listeners, you still have five employees, you don't have to pay back that loan of two and a half payroll. 
So show, so you know what your payroll is, Jeff, and take that times two and a half. That's what you could get as far as a forgivable loan. If you play your cards right and you really take advantage of the situation, I don't want to say take advantage of the situation, but you understand what's going on and you're using your CEO checklist to plan accordingly, not only will you be able to expect and be able to see losses in revenue and changes in the market going forward the best you can with your war team, as, as, as Roy's talking about, but you also may be able to take advantage of it to actually come out of this and say, wow. That allowed me to see my agency different. I shook off the things that really we should have shook off a long time ago. I now have this extra capital to actually invest. Jeff, there really could be, maybe not in all countries, but there really could be a huge upside to some of the things that we're being forced to do. What is it they say? Necessity breeds invention. And and that could be, we're in, in times that are unprecedented and we've never lived before. Invention is rampant right now. Yeah, yeah, no, and again, I think uh, one of the things I know in Canada, they have the federal government, and again, in Canada, we have 39, 40 million people, so we're quite a bit smaller than the U.S., but I think our government released $82 billion. We're not at $2 trillion, uh, but we, one of the incentives we have is they're honoring for smaller businesses 10% of payroll up to a limit of 25000 to help weather the immediate storm, so that's something gotcha. that, that's helpful for us at that point because that'll, you know, give us, we, we'll be able to apply for that that helps us they're trying to make credit available too and i'm not sure that i believe the interest rates are going to be ultra low there's some discussions whether if you were still in business a year later and had a loan whether there'd be any forgivability or not i'm not aware that it is but there's some talk i've heard in different countries about that that they'll give you some money to help you out and then if you survive a certain period of time that you don't have to pay that back so there's a lot of different things being mm -hmm. done to help the, the government you know to help businesses out right now and you know our job is to help businesses that you know the, the business interruption isn't designed to cover it what other things can they do how can we help them and advise them and provide other ideas for them so absolutely absolutely one of the things that they also talk about is defending against revenue declines that was kind of their next stage that they talked about and and what it and i mean really got down to this was very basic part to me which was proactively was one of the things was taking a customer centric view to build trust loyalty and market share um i i really thought that that was pretty good i I think we're do terrible jobs sometimes, Jeff, because we're so busy and we're so concentrated and focused on what's in front of us that we don't take the proactive personal touches that we probably should with our clients. And I'm okay to admit that myself. We just, we just don't. It's something we always strive to do better in. But this is the time where you're not bothering them. They're looking forward to you just calling and saying, what can I do to help? You know, um, I was talking to one of my social services the other day and they do meals, delivery meals to these elderly. Well, the people who always do the deliveries are the elderly as well. They're like 70 year old and they're, they're retired. And so they, they shouldn't be out and they can't. And then the people who they deliver to can't come out. So I was just like, do you want me? Like I'll send me or my staff for three or four hours. Just give me the meals, load them up in my car and I'll just go deliver them, you know, probably going to get taken up on that. Um, I want to do that just because I think that's part of me being human. But this is also a part of me being able to leach out and really show where I'm proactively trying to let my clients understand that I'm here more than for just insurance. I'm here for your betterment. What can we do? What questions can I answer for you? 
I bet you there's a lot of agents that aren't doing that. And that seems like a very, very simple thing to me, Jeff. What are you, how are you guys countering that? Uh, well, I said right now, I said, I think in most agents defense, everybody's just trying to uh, make sure they can keep everything going uh, with all the different things going on right now. Like just making sure their staff's safe, making sure everybody's working from home. Like I know we're still working, improving our work from home strategy. It's way more intensive and there's, you know, a few more snags to get it working as well. And, uh, you know, I know some broker friends that on the, over the weekend, they said, Hey guys, take your computers home we're going to work from home and they built a strategy and they're able to bootstrap it and get a minimum viable product up and each day they're perfecting it so there's a lot of energy put into just making sure your operation your people are safe and your clients are getting traditional service that to go the extra level and start reaching out and being proactive is a little more difficult and we've been using email and uh, we're trying to make sure that we still reach out and contact our clients and not skip a beat realizing that you're gonna have some productivity hits when people go home it's difficult because you're in a new environment. You got to get used to some flow and you've got your kids, all the kids are off school here. They're at home. If you got kids at home, you want to focus, but they, they need your attention. And there's times when you have to go and do stuff with them, work on their homework and answer questions and stuff like that. So, you know, it's about, you know, creating the new normal. I guess we're kind of jumping ahead about maybe the next slide. I thought that was maybe the next thing is about stabilizing your operations and creating the new normal for right now. Right. Correct. Correct. And creating. And that, and that's, and that's, I think that's what we're doing here. We're stabilizing it into the fact to let people know. And then also Jeff Roy, or not Jeff Roy, um, when I think of sometimes my uh, the people I listen to, sometimes they just fly out. Brent Kelly, which is a good piece person to be compared to, Jeff. Brent Kelly talks about how 80% of our business comes from 20% of our clients. This is a good time for us to be able to get laser focused and to say, rather than spreading it wild like shotgunning it, maybe taking an approach as they talk about it, about specific uh, mitigation of actions due to just core revenue streams. So looking at some of your largest clients and making sure that they are there. Maybe you can't get to everybody in your agency, but look at that 20% that's driving in that 80% of revenue and, and make sure that you're there doing everything that you can for them and also making sure that there's not other coverages that they may be needing, other types of policies that they may be needing, not right now to buy, but you're kind of listening to their concerns. You're listening to their thoughts and their questions of what they're asking you. Of, Do I have this? Well, what if this happens? A lot of things that we've got from our social services that I really hadn't contemplated was cancellation insurance. They're all asking me like, hey, Jason, I have to cancel this fundraiser. I have to cancel this. I've never been in a time where I've had so many come in and, and that West Bend does have coverage for that. But in some of my other non-for-profit companies don't. So we're like, holy cow. So that's something we've had to learn. And we're putting that on the books to say, that's something we're going to make sure that we get coverage on them next time. It's looking at those segment markets and saying, how can we reach out to those to have the biggest impact, but also how can we listen to them to be able to help them win this normalizes, I guess I should say. Yeah. And I think one of the things that really, you know, people uh, need to look at is when they have a lot of people have gone remote and there's a huge cyber exposure and a lot of people yes. have not bought the right cyber coverage. Yes. And uh, there's a number of examples, you know, all of a sudden employee go, oh, I got my employee set up remote great on their own computer. Well, if that computer, it doesn't have a, a virtual private network to protect the data going back and forth, it's possible that their drive could map into your server and all of a sudden malware 
malware goes onto your server and crashes everything. You know, that's an example. If that employee doesn't mm -hmm. have virus checking on it and it's up to date, they could have a, a keyword logger. There's a currently a, 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 a malicious software out there right now disguised as Corona or, or COVID-19 where people get your attention. There's a COVID map. People click on the map and all of a sudden it loads malware into your computer and it starts getting on your keystrokes. So imagine an employee logs into your terminal server, into the office server. They clicked on that map to check out the virus, wanting to see the updates. They got the virus and their keyword is being compromised. And, yeah. all, of a and all of a sudden they've got into your system and all of a sudden you got a cyber security breach that you may or may not have coverage for. So that's an example of stuff that there's a lot more exposure and uh, companies are starting to look at their cyber exposure with all the employees working at home. You know, the other thing, you know, you have to make sure their virus checkering is up to speed, as I said, because a lot of times they haven't done it. And the last thing is double authentication. A lot of people, when they were logging remotely and you notice that on Amazon, you can enact that you put your password in and they send you a text and then you have to put yeah. the text password in to make sure it's you. So there's a couple levels of security that people probably haven't put in place. And those who just pick up their computers and go home with the corporate computer, you know, generally we have no data on our, our computers at all. It's just all on our, our main server. So we're protected if that computer gets into the wrong hands, but we do have the security. We have everything set up. So that kind of thing can't happen when they're at home. So these are things that a lot of business owners haven't thought out. They're getting people working. They're just trying to keep the doors open, answering phone calls, but that there's a huge exposure there that people need to look after, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So many different opportunities out there for us to think about. I, I put this in my notes, Jeff. We should never, ever have an issue selling business income and extra expense. Okay. And the reason why I say that is, is because sometimes that's hard for our customers to fathom them having some type of disaster that would shut down their business or, or it could, and, and it's like, they don't understand it. Business owners who've had major losses, uh, whether fires or tornadoes or something with direct physical damage to their property, uh, that those people understand how important it is. So it's really weird. I used to always say it was a statistic and I can't remember when I was selling a lot, I used to use Katrina. They said that um, I guess uh, thirty or forty percent of the businesses in Hurricane uh, during Hurricane Katrina went out of business, and vast majority was because they didn't have any business income at all. And and I mean that that was a that was pretty pretty major when you think about that. I think that the business income, we can go over all of those questions of why that should be and why it shouldn't be. Um, that's not what we're here for here. But it's yeah. it's interesting to look at all these different coverages and start listening to where business owners are saying they're having issues and start using that. My buddy Billy Williams says that cash, your gold is in your book. There's gold that they're telling you about. You just have to listen to it and then supply them the gold that they're wanting when the time is when we get back to normalizing. Yeah. So are, are we still doing stabilized operations to a new normal? Is that where we're at? Yeah. Well, just if you want to, I, I know we have a limited amount of time. I have to jump. I know. I know. I know. It's it's crazy right now, and I I wanted to fit you in to have a quick chat and uh, you know basically us to you know share some loyal listeners. Stuff. He's yeah. so big time. He's literally getting off Cass's podcast. Like, can you believe that? Yeah. Like, no, I'm trying to step. No, no, Jeff. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not, I'm not I thought you were the nice yeah, Canadian, yeah, Jeff. What yeah. the hell's going on? Yeah, here? no, no. I just wanted to be aware of time because uh, we're, we're kind of. I getting, do. I get you. And uh, I just there's a lot. Of, unfortunately, I want to make sure there's a lot of things pressing right here. So I'm I, I, again, we've been at two 13-hour days, and mm -hmm. uh, the one thing working from home, it's you know you don't you, uh, you got to make sure you have some separations, take a break, and do stuff uh, because before you know it, 13 hours goes by. So we're Una and I are trying to make sure we get out 
outside a little bit and trying to, we can't leave our property, but we're getting outside, walking around the pool, trying to get a little exercise and uh, trying to keep things somewhat normal and uh, keeping them balanced. But uh, yeah, yeah so I think, I think some of the crazy. big things, like I think the Bain, I think the biggest thing for everybody is take a look at the Bain document. It gives some good ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to look at uh, as you're a business owner, as an mm-hmm. agency and you're go- and a brokerage owner, you're going through this or your clients. So there's a lot of things that you have the same problems that are universal between all, all industries. And that's what Jeff, you know, Jeff, let me, let me get one of those universal things. I want you to explain this. You talk about doing the things we, we hear in America and probably your place about essential employees and unessential employees. That's not this, yeah. but you talk on your agenda about non-essential versus essential service. Yep. Would you give us some thoughts on what did you explain to your team? What did you mean by that? Yeah, them? well, what happened is our government actually came out. I got home Monday and they said, uh, uh, our, our Premier Ford said that he's going to announce what was essential and non-essential. And the non-essential businesses have to shut their doors. They're not allowed to be open. And the essential ones are still allowed to be open. Like people can go into the building. So at that point, we had to look at by uh the next day we had to make sure our doors were completely shut and were hundred percent remote at that point in time. And, uh, if at that, if we were deemed a non-essential service, luckily insurance was deemed an essential service. And there's mm-hmm. a list of 60 or 70 businesses in Canada that are essential. Some of the non-essential they deemed, uh, and by no means am I commenting if they are or not, this is the government's decision. They talk about retail sales. They've got, you know, hairdressers, uh, counting in some situations, you know, tattoo parlors, certain things, businesses that they feel can be closed and to help provide, to prevent the spread and, and, and create the social distancing. So they've legislated as of yesterday or last night at midnight, these businesses have to be closed for the next 14 days. So we've got at least 14 more days in Canada. You know, I believe it'll be longer. Uh, it'll all depend when that curve of new cases flattens out and each country's different, each country's taking different steps, but that's kind of what the essential is. Now, so there was some misinformation going around that, hey, if you're a non-essential service, you don't even have to operate your business. So some people thought, well, we're not essential. We're just going to shut down. Uh, in insurance, you know, we would never leave our clients like that. And we would always continue to operate. Our regulator, Rebo, you know, requires us to do that, but it's not so much the regulator. We want to make sure our clients are looked after. So we're always going to operate regardless of what's going on. I have a plan to keep answering calls, doing the work our clients need us to do. That's why we're in business. So that kind of explains. See, I that. like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I liked that. And I wanted to get your feeling on that because I think there's a lot of agency owners that are trying to figure out should they be open or should they not be open, you know, and I've heard it and we don't need to get into that. I just wanted people to get your thoughts on it. I agree with your thoughts and emphatically, I believe we are part of the essential businesses. Um, to be honest with you, outside of healthcare and a couple other things, I can't think of something that's more essential because in this type of crisis, if somebody has an insurance issue like a fire or a claim of subtype, they've got a client, they've got a crisis on top of a crisis, yeah. you know, and at least at that point in time, we can stabilize that. I encourage you guys to go read this Bain Company report. I really didn't realize it all until that we were already 40 minutes into this as well, because I just, this has been some really good stuff that we've been doing. And I wanted to give some focus and some leadership to this, Jeff, and I appreciate you um, and sharing this information and then jumping on last minute as you're in self-quarantine, um, trying to, to, to help us up as well. I think the stabilizing the operations to a new normal, um, we're not going to talk about that, but I just want to say to everybody, I really do believe that there's good on the other side of this. There's always good in all parts of this, but sometimes it takes major things like this for us to look at things differently. Sometimes it's death. 
Sometimes it's shock and awe. This is a shock and awe moment to where I think we can look at our businesses and say, where can we cut the fat? Where can we tighten up the customer experience? Where can we start showing more compassion and being involved more in our community? How can we start showing more value to our customers? There's a lot of examples out there. Businesses are talking. Clients are talking. They're telling us the way that they think. They're giving us the problems that we can provide solutions to. And I think it's important that we listen to it. Wrapping up, Jeff, what are some of your thoughts uh, as, as leading this industry and helping try to give guidance to what you're doing, but what some agents should be focused on in this time? Well, as I said, the big thing, the number one, safety of staff, service to clients. Uh, that's that, That's got to be priority one. You know, start looking at different scenarios as I pointed out and start working it with your team ahead of time before anything happens and start looking at some of the events we talked about today and realize there's no perfect way. No, I don't know any agent or broker across Canada that turned the switch and said, yeah, we were running perfectly. You know, everything went great. There's no problems. There's going to be stuff that happens every day that's new. Oh, we've mm -hmm. never tried this combination with this company, with this situation at this time. There's going to be things that'll happen. You know, services are going to be slow. Like you all of a sudden have hundreds of kids and people laid off at home watching Netflix, accessing the internet, uh, and you're also trying to access remotely from your house, how good is your service going to be? There's going to be disruptions. It's going to be slow on the server. Phone lines and circuits could be overloaded. You know, there's a mm -hmm. lot of different scenarios that keep popping up. And the biggest thing is have some patience, uh, be courageous, and, and try and basically try and stay as positive as possible because stuff is going to go wrong. You're going to get frustrated. Uh, we have to all be in this together. We have to share. We have to communicate. We have to problem solve. And, uh, you know, my, my good brothers and sisters in the U.S., I've got this really tight relationship with uh, hundreds of agents in the U.S. And uh, I, I really feel luckily to be connected with the people of agency intelligence. You know, I'm part of the Greenwich group down there. You know, I'm part of uh, Canadian Broker Network in Canada, group of eight. We're luckily as Excalibur part of bigger groups where everybody's sharing information and helping everybody through this. So you can't get through this crisis yourself. You're not an island. Reach out for help. Ask for help from people people listen and try and keep getting better every day that's all you can do and uh, expect the unexpected and, and come up with some ideas to find a way to win and uh, try your best of the day keep your head up you know as long as you can look yourself in the mirror and pass the mirror test that I did the best job today to help my team my staff my industry and my community that's all I can do and get ready to go out at it the next day that's what it's going to take we're going to get through this together yep. we got to stay positive we got to stay fired up uh, we got to do everything we can and, and it's not it's not a great time like everybody it's really easy to sail the boat when it's calm, but it's when it's rough, it makes the true sailor. You know, we're yes. becoming true sailors right now. So everybody give it yes. your best. Uh, there's a lot yes. of great agents out there. Uh, make sure you reach out and connect with each other and help each other, right? This is the time to be helping people. You know, we're getting a ton of help here. Una and I are having people bring groceries to our house. Uh, people have reached out to us to help us in immeasurable ways. So we're very thankful to everybody in our community. And we're being respectful to make sure that we stay in for 14 days and make sure that we are good and everything else. So, and our staff has amazingly stepped up and worked really hard and have been there for us 300%. So I just want to point out that, you know, that, that that's kind of some advice and a few thoughts. That's right. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for thanks for your words and 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 we're very well articulated. I greatly appreciate it, loyal listeners. As I wrap this up, I just want to rem remind us that coping with COVID nineteen requires leadership. 
leadership is something that is sometimes not seen. Like, as I mentioned before, with tangible love, sometimes love is, is, is tough to see and it's able to be seen right now. So is leadership. Leadership uh, is, is sometimes not seen and by the eye um, and it's not necessarily respected or for what it's worth. And I think, I think right now that uh, this is the time that you really truly have to lead because here's the way that, that I look at it. Your employees, your team do not have this, they do not have the same mindset that you and I do as an entrepreneur. They don't have the mindset to be able to weather storms. They like things very secure. They like things very calm natured. They don't like wild swings of up and down. They don't like walking around on eggshells. It gives them stress. They're looking to us right now. Even if you know that your leadership skills are weak, it's your job to do your best. They're looking for us. And it's in those times when everything goes back to normal that they're going to be able to say, you know what, I've known this guy or I've known this lady and they've led me for this long. But when things got tight, things got tough, this is how they responded. Sometimes we always say it's not the crisis you're in, but how do you respond to the crisis? Because the crisis will go away, but your character is being shown today. And I encourage you to get out there, care, show some compassion, let people know you already do this. I get it. But today you're not doing it for a dollar. Today you're doing it because you're part of the human race. This has been Jason Cass amen. with Agency Intelligence. Amen. And Jeff, you wanted to say something? Amen, Cass. That was well said. And all the loyal listeners and all my friends and everybody out there, stay safe. Uh, we'll get through this together and uh, prayers are with you. See you later. Thank you. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.